Have you ever lived? Uh, you know what? You know what every neighborhood has. Wait, every what every town has? Every town. That's what I meant. What? Are the, <laughs> Shit! Hey, you know what every town has, right? What does every town have, Mike Russell? An Elm Street. Ha 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 ha! Welcome to the Santos Report, everyone. I'm Mike. Uh, that is Mike Russell. I am Nick Brigadier. And in front of me, I have Mr. Stephen Trollinger, and I am glowering, glowering. <laughs> it was your own bit. It was your own setup, and you couldn't do it. And you know what? There's no Elm Street in New York City. It's not a town. It's a city. It's true. But New York City is made up of a bunch of, it's essentially made up of a bunch of smaller towns, each with their own distinct personality and contribution to the city as a whole. Oh, you think so? I think so. Then why are you guys trying to become West Harlem? So it's just, you know, your own original town. Wait, wait, is that a... (laughs) You're saying Washington Heights is trying to become West Harlem? Yeah, dude. How so? Uh, It just is. It's a thin. It's a big thin right now. No one's happy about it. Why? Well... Way to find the most uninteresting (laughs) subject material to talk about. My bad, my bad. All right, let's get it. You know what concerns me the most? (laughs) Zoning laws. (laughs) Here at the Zone Topsy Report. <laughs> Welcome to the Zone Topsy Report, I where just, we dissect bad zoning laws that we don't agree with. There is a West Harlem trying to be, they're trying to make it a thing, and the people do not, they're like, Harlem is Harlem, mm-hmm. do not do that with it. So you're saying if that happens, that would be a nightmare scenario? What? what? Nightmares? What could that possibly have to do with our show subject? You work so hard to try to pull back from him. <laughs> Anything he says, you work so hard to just try and just try and pull that string. No, it's it's very easy for me to do so because I actually I I'm I'm very interested in today's subject material. I it's it's Halloween. We're talking about a uh, song that has to do with a film series that I love that is very near and dear to my heart and has been important to me since my childhood, which got co-opted into a uh, rap song by uh, Will Smith. <laughs> so the song we're talking about today, Nightmare on My Street, is an homage to the hugely influential horror film series, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and its primary antagonist, Freddy Krueger. I would, I would wager... That Freddy Krueger is the protagonist of that film series. All he wants to do, guys, is kill a bunch of teenagers. That's all he wants to do. And they keep stopping him from fulfilling his life's goals. Who here has not wanted to murder a teenager at some point? Can anybody (laughs) raise their hands and say that they never wanted to murder a teenager? This is a dangerous line of thinking because I agree with you. (laughs) And they keep getting in his way. They're the problem, not him. These damn kids, man. You know? He has a life goal, and he just wants to achieve it. He has a life goal and a beyond life goal. And he's got a job, right? He's he's the gatekeeper, right? You know? So he's got... He's just trying to do his works. The gatekeeper to what? He's Uh, the dream master. The dream master keeper, Kate, of Gates, right? He's the trapper keeper (laughs) of the... the You're getting getting into that all, all that stupid, like... Intermythos stuff that they try to like ramrod through the middle of the series that yeah. every horror series tries to do, like like the Halloween where it's just that oh, it's just a guy killing. By the time it was like I think the uh, sixth movie, sixth he one, was, where yeah, he was like Thorn came in and he yeah. was like a like a, the the embodiment of a pagan a druidic like demon or something. It was something stupid like that. Yeah. They did it to Jason. They, there's always just like, well, oh, you have to. We're like eight that, movies in. We need something. Yeah, you to need, make some, this you need ma- something to new. Fit together. Yo, remember when they took Jason out in space? I uh, <laughs> love you know, Jason X, my favorite horror movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous, man. You mean Jason X? Jason, yeah. Where he gets blown up by a sex bot and then. Uh, an MRI fills him with nanobots and it turns into a cyborg zombie? Yeah. Uber Jason. Uber Jason? Uber Jason is the actual name. Is it really? Yeah, like in the credits and everything, it's Uber Jason. Uber Jason. Evil gets an upgrade. And Uber is pretty evil, so. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I 
would love to see a new movie where, with Uber Jason. It's just Jason driving an Uber around, driving teens into lakes. This is this is why I maintain that the horror comedy is the apex of the horror genre because every horror movie eventually turns into a comedy. It did. Nightmare did it with Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Jason X did it with that. I would also maintain that Halloween Resurrection also did that. Specifically, the part where Buster Rhymes bursts through like, a door and, and Roundhouse says, kicks and says "Trick or treat, motherfucker!" and then Roundhouse kicks Michael Myers in the face. <laughs> they they just it's the natural evolution of a horror movie. It is. There's only so many scares you can get before it turns into a big old joke. Yes. So in the year 1988, speaking of big old jokes. Oh, my boy, Will, man. Come on. What? I love Will Smith. Well, <laughs> oh, but no, the song is a joke. No, you're right. Okay. No, no, no. no. So, well, so here's the thing 1988, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Masters coming out. This is like peak Freddy Krueger. This is like when he's the most popular, the fourth one up until Freddy vs. Jason in 2003. This was the highest grossing one. Uh, so 19, oh, 1980. The fourth one was Stan. Yeah, yeah. The fourth one was like was like the peak. That was right where the sequels lined up, and then you kind of started getting diminishing returns after that. Um, so this, the song that we're talking about today, A Nightmare on Elm Street, once again, by, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, uh, the song, the song's release coincided with Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and interestingly enough, the, the, it, it ended up being the subject of a lawsuit with New Line Cinema over copyright infringement. That was kind of its big... Uh, infamous note in history that there was a huge lawsuit involved with these guys using the song and talking about Freddy Krueger. Huh. Now, do, do you happen to know the... Did they win due to parody law or did they lose? They settled. Oh, they there, settled. There, was a settle, okay. there was a settlement. But we, we'll, we'll dive into the nitty-gritty of that later. But yeah, here's a little... Like, it's like you can't just use the main riff from the main theme of a horror franchise as your hook and then not pay them for it. <laughs> What kind of world do we live in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because not only is the subject material about something that, you know, has has intellectual property owners, but they also borrowed the the whole little riff that you're about to hear throughout the song was borrowed from the soundtrack Nightmare on Elm Street, the little piano bit. But uh here's a little bit of the song A Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But anyway, he's home when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street. If I remember it right And we had just gotten back off tour last night So the gang Alright, so Will Smith is about to talk about How this whole nightmare began But before we get into that We have to actually Oh no No, I was just saying Will Smith is always trying to tell us a story He is always telling the story He is He's oh. doing a story Yeah yeah, now this is a story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. Well, Nick Nick started like 30 seconds in, but that's how this song starts, too. Yes. <laughs> it's like I was worried there for a second that you started that far in, because I'm like, no, I've got a bunch of notes about the first 30 seconds. Oh, no, well, yeah, we'll go back and start from the beginning. But yeah, the very first no, line No, no, is... that was it. That was yes. just the my story part. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's kind of weird to think that not only did Will Smith have a music career before like he became a well-known uh, movie star, but like that was how he got started. He got started as a rapper, which is just, I don't know. I I only equate him in my head because I, I became aware of Will Smith like right around Men in Black, like right when he was kind of coming up as a movie star. Oh, yeah. And then I discovered later, oh, he did music too. <clears throat> Come on, you weren't rocking that to nod your head when the when the. Well, that was 2002. Had... That was Men in Black too. I loved that song, by the way, yeah. when Nod Your Head came out. <laughs> Yo, that was... that was a foot tapper right yeah, there. This, right? This, song, was... uh, this song was well before... Well, Mike, this song came out well before uh, Will Smith perfected his uh, rap trifecta of uh, ha, 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 and woo, woo, dude, yeah. I love the woo, man. Every every rapper needs their own version of that. Like, we, were we, we, we like, joked about DMX last week, and, you know, he had the bark, and little John with the... Okay. Exactly. Okay, that's, yeah. That's not Ja Rule. That's. Uh, I said Lil John. I said Lil John. Oh, I thought yeah. you said Ja, and no. I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. I know something. Yeah. <laughs> wait, does Ja? I don't know. If ja, does Ja Rule have one of those? Maybe he doesn't. Oh. But Will Smith definitely has the ha ha ha. He's got Woo. three, Nick. He's got ha ha ha. Woo! And uh. In fact, one of his songs is just called uh. <laughs> it is. Look it up. Oh no! I believe you. 
what's Snoop Dogg saying? Just saying Izzle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the rest of the episode. Just, just smack the two of them in the head. It's like, you guys are tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Hard reset. <sighs> so real quick, uh, history of these guys. Because I, actually, I, I did not know actually how Will Smith got started. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the first thing I was aware of that he had done. So Will Smith and DJ Jeff Towns, otherwise known as Jazzy Jeff, met by chance in 1985 in Philadelphia where they both lived and they immediately hit were it off. Were they born and raised there? You could say so. I don't know where they spent most of their days. Okay. but <laughs> um, Now the first song that they kind of did together that helped them get signed to Jive Records where they then released their debut album was called Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. As true today as it was when it was written. <laughs> Straight facts, man. Ugh. They really, they really did have a string of, string of uh, songs like that where the, the, the it was as true, to, as true then as it is <laughs> yes. now. Parent, parents, parents still is, don't understand. Yes, don't parents, they don't. girls are still nothing but trouble. Ah, uh. <laughs> and summertime, summertime. summertime. <laughs> but it's interesting because they were. Uh, like you think about like other kind of rap groups around at the time, like they were considered the anti NWA, like you know, like they like no profanity, yeah. nothing about shooting police, nothing about like the tough, you know, living in the hood. That all their stuff was like was relatively like lighthearted and like fun. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's summertime. I mean, like it was it was music like you 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 could kind of like feel happy and peppy about. They were cons- they were from early on. Uh, some members of the rap community considered them sellouts just because they they didn't think they were like authentic, I guess. Mm. Be- but they always defended themselves as saying, "No, we're just like lighthearted, funny people, and this is just kind of the stuff we want to make." Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we we like having fun, good times, and and really, that's how a lot of a lot of early rap was. Anyway, it was it was it, it was it, it wasn't until like the late eighties, early nineties where it became where it began, began to have like a social aspect to it. Yeah, like the uh, like the monster rap was very lighthearted, right? So I, mean, I think you're gonna say the monster rap like really re- reflected the gritty living in Detroit, where where the real monsters are internal <laughs> and taking it. Internally. The monster is heroin addiction. <laughs> oh, oh my god! But so the, yeah, the quote that I. Uh, saw that kind of reflected their songwriting and their way of doing it was quote smith became known for light-hearted storytelling raps and capable though profanity-free battle rhymes now in 1988 their second album called he's the dj i'm the rapper uh in the song will smith decided to utilize his light-hearted profanity-free storytelling rap skills to tell the story of a demonic child murderer who was the bastard son of a hundred maniacs and who murdered approximately 39 people mostly teenagers over the course of seven canon films son of a hundred maniacs son of a hundred maniacs so yeah they just decided to uh capitalize on the fact that night randall street was very popular uh Will Smith, natural storyteller, I would argue the storyteller of our generation, once again with such amazing films as After Earth, decided to utilize these skills in order to uh, just kind of make like a fun rap song about uh, Nightmare on uh, Elm Street. I do miss I do miss Will Smith writing rap songs about the plots of the movies. He, he did, did it for every movie for so long. I really miss that. I wish he really I wish did. he'd do that again. Oh, that would be nice. Because we need another Wild Wild, wild, wild West. West. I, feel like, I feel like... Don't uh, want to see my hand where my hip be at. I feel, like sui- <laughs> I feel like Suicide Squad was a perfect opportunity to do that. That was missed. I feel like that that was definitely oh, a movie he, he totally could have written a rap song. Because then it would have at least clarified the plot. Because otherwise, I don't know what the yes. hell is happening in that movie. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to wait till the end of the movie. All right, let's listen to the Will, Smell rap, Will Smith rap just to see. Just so we can actually hear what the plot of this movie piece, was. Piece together what we just saw. <laughs> but so the interesting thing was they wrote this song, A Nightmare on My Street, around the time, like I said, right before uh, Nightmare on My Street 4, The Dream Master came out. This song was in consideration to be uh, used in the soundtrack for that movie. But uh, the two parties, uh, New Line Cinema and DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, and I'm sure uh, their record producer, couldn't come to an agreement on it. So it did not make it into the soundtrack, but that did not stop them from still releasing the song. Why would it? Nah, it's such a great song. They just did it in, a, in an unofficial capacity, <laughs> which got them in some legal trouble. Because once again, you can't, you, you can't, you can't necessarily use part of the... like You can't use the piano riff like that's known from the soundtrack... And have the subject material all be about Freddy Krueger when New Line Cinema said, we don't necessarily say you can do that. 
Yeah. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be a great like defense attorney for them because like yeah yeah it makes makes total sense. Duh, we well, did that. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But the reason I the reason I kind of wish that I had been born in the eighties is because you weren't born in the eighties. I was not born in the eighties. Ah, uh, you nineties child. I hate you. Ha <laughs> ha. I hate you. Hey, eighty eight son. I'm not gonna age myself on this podcast. <laughs> yep. Even though I think I've already said what my age is before, but I won't do it again. <laughs> you have to listen to every single part of every single episode prior to figure out Steve's real age. Uh, no, I, the, only in the 80s could you have not one, but two different rap songs about Freddy Krueger that came out in the same year. Because this uh, Nightmare, on Elm Street, uh, Nightmare on My Street was unofficial, but there was an official rap song that was used on the Nightmare on the Street for soundtrack by the group, uh, the rap group The Fat Boys, which was called Are You Ready for Freddy? Which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, they're both pretty good. The, Are You Ready for Freddy is well known just because they actually got Robert Englund, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger, to rap in that song as Freddy Krueger. And really, how how do you not so obviously they didn't get him for the Will Smith song and the DJ Jazzy Jeff song. Yep. So how do you, how do you not get Robert England to do anything related to Freddy Krueger? It is well established that he has no problem portraying that character for any reason whatsoever. Yes. Need to sell your car? Boom, Freddy's there. Need someone to push your video game consoles? Here's Freddy. Rock the vote, Freddy 2020. <laughs> Because why choose the lesser of two evils? Exactly. <laughs> choose the greater evil. It's especially great if he gets to call someone a bitch. Yeah. It's his favorite swear word. Oh, yeah. Freddie Krueger says, says bitch with the frequency of like a men's right activist. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost always at women in a misogynistic way. I just want to see that used car, used car commercial. Come on down to Freddie's used cars, bitch. <laughs> we got Toyotas. We got Nissans. <laughs> bitch. The deals I'm offering are crazier than the fact that I murdered a bunch of children. Come on down to Freddy's used car lot. Freddy did actually... These dream prices won't last for long. It's funny, because in, in the third movie, you find out Freddy's body is in a used junkyard with a bunch of cars yeah. all around it. <laughs> that's probably where he sold the cars. Yeah. That's where he did it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like I said, uh, according to the film studio, there was talk about getting the song officially authorized, but the two parties couldn't come to an agreement. Um... And that did not stop them, once again, from releasing the song, which, ironically enough, the uh, Will Smith song, A Nightmare on My Street, ended up becoming much more popular than the official song on the soundtrack by the Fat Boys. They should have joined up with Will, man. They should have. Will Smith's always a, always a great choice. Uh, but let's hear a little bit more of it, because like once again, we, we I started a little bit ahead, but we want to start from the very beginning, because we want this master storyteller that Will Smith is to lay out what happens from the very beginning. To tell about this guy you all know me as me scared as hell He comes to me at night after I call into bed He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred He wears the same hat and sweater every single day And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway He's all- Now hold on, because I heard that and I wondered like He says he wears the same hat and sweater every single day And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway why is that the most shocking thing about Freddy Krueger? Like, He's why... making a lot of inferences about the lifestyle of one Frederick Krueger. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in my head, I'm imagining like the different ver- the different action figure versions of Freddy Krueger, like Beachwear Freddy, where he's he's still wearing the sweater, but like the sleeves are cut off, and he's wearing like some board shorts and sandals. <laughs> And and but the and the hat he's still wearing the the fedora, and he's I got the sunglasses and on. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and I I can't like he's got the little bit of, uh, the little bit of sunscreen, like sunscreen on, the on his, his, on his nose. Bur- which is hilarious because he got burned to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now that I'm saying this, I am shocked that this wasn't done in any way by anybody at any point with Robert England. I am really surprised there was not like a copper tone ad with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Don't get burned out there. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, well, I, I don't know why Will Smith felt the need to spend two lines just to say how shocked he was that even when it's cold outside, he still wears that sweater. What a monster! Wearing sweaters in the heat! And this isn't necessarily the fault of Will Smith, 
but like it always seems weird to like have such like a fun lighthearted song about someone who is a child murderer but the the reason I give him credit because the movies stopped taking themselves seriously around this time. He just kind of became like geni- like a boogeyman. Yeah. But like this was this was a Freddy Freddy Krueger or Fred Krueger as he's only known in the first movie. It's a child murderer who was then murdered by a mob of angry parents and then comes back to murder their children in the future. Like that's some dark stuff. Some uh, some dark shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, man. But and, then and if you didn't know that was the plot to those movies before now, you are not old enough to be listening to this yeah. podcast. Turn it off! I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street. Like, you're not even gonna vanilla ice that shit and change one note no. to avoid a lawsuit? Oh, no. They, no, they just pull, pull it wholesale. <laughs> pull it right out of there. <laughs> no, see, what you guys don't understand is the Queen song goes, dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. My oh, song goes, dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. Some of the greatest interviews of all time when Vanilla Ice tries to show how his song is different from Under Pressure. <laughs> yeah. It was a Saturday evening, if I remember it right. And we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the and I thought that it would be groovy if we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies. Got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was alright because the lady was chill. Then we dipped to. They're so just weirdly specific details. Wait. He's, just, he's, just, he's just talking about how he went to see a movie and he says, Ready Rock got some girl I'd never seen in my life. That was alright though because the lady was chill. And then we dipped it in the theater. Like, <laughs> wait. So He's laying out the specific details, which I which is good. It's the first rule of improv. Jeff, Jeff, Jazzy Jeff brought a lady. Yes. Will Smith brought a lady. And who's the third person? Ready Rock. Who the hell's ready? Rock. Yeah, you know, I hang on. Clarence Holmes, better known as Ready Rock C, is an American hip-hop record producer, beatboxer, and rapper. He is best known for his early career with Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Known for DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I'm glad we all took this moment to really share the breadth of our mutual ignorance, gentlemen. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad I'm glad you guys didn't research that either. I'm sorry that Ready Rock hasn't achieved the same level of cultural significance as Will Smith has. He brought a cool lady, man. They don't even mention oh, her name. A strange lady. Oh, he brought yeah, but the, she seemed <laughs> chill, but how do they know? I bet it was Freddie in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm hey. your girlfriend now, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so Give me a pumpkin spice latte, bitch. <laughs> Some people say you're basic, bitch. <laughs> I'm starting to think Freddie just has Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the poor man. Oh no, it's he's Tourette's, and then he gets burned alive. Really, what you don't—that's healthcare those... in America for you, folks. <laughs> really, what you don't see in those movies is just the life of Freddy Krueger is really a comedy of errors, where just these children, like he's just like doing completely innocuous things, like around children, and then like he walks off screen, and then that child like stupidly falls off a cliff, and that happens like eight or nine times, and everyone's like, "If Freddy's killed our children." No, I'm just fucking not. I know I don't mean to fucking swear all the time. I got fucking dry, oh, big burned, a fucking live. The judge let me off because I'm innocent. Okay, so Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff are watching a movie with their record producer, who we all obviously know is Ready Rock, who has brought some girl over that they haven't seen in their life, but that was all right because she's chill. And then they dipped in the theater. So I wonder what movie they're going to see. Okay, okay, I want to talk about this part. I don't mean to pick it as a part. So they go to the theater set to ill. Now, as far as my understanding of what that means, that means they're, they're not going in to watch a movie. They're going in to pull some shit. Is Will Smith just the worst person to go to Wait, the movies with? Is that what set to ill means? I mean, he's set to ill. He, they're set to do some shit. Dude. They're set to do some, like, not cool shit. No. Like, but, like, what? No. I don't know. I just get the feeling that Will Smith is a ter- terrible person to go to the movies with. Like, he's just pulling pranks on other audience members. Just like, <laughs> like he's poking holes in the like he he like like Jazzy Jeff distracts like the soda jerk guy and then he runs back there and pokes holes holes in all the bottom of the cups so like everyone goes to pour everyone goes to drink and their 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 beverages are spilled all over their laps like he sprinkles Old Bay in all the popcorn. <laughs> Which actually sounds like it tastes pretty good. I would. I'm gonna. Wow! Say, thanks, Fresh Prince. He pours. He like sprinkles nutmeg into all the buttered popcorn. <laughs> I'm so glad Old Bay seasoning always makes a 
a premiere in our yes. episodes. <laughs> yes, another episode sponsored by Old Bay Seasoning. Old Bay, welcome to Flavortown, bitch. <laughs> this is Freddy Krueger for Old Bay Seasoning. Whether it's on fish, chicken, or the flesh of roasted children, it can make Old Bay Seasoning can make anything taste great, bitch. Okay, so you think set to ill means something they some shady. They're going, going in to pull some shit in the movie oh, theater. No, set to ill means set to ill means all right. It's like ill Smith. They're going to go into the movie theater, right? You got three dudes, three they got three couples, okay? They're coupling off. Set to ill means they're ready to catch some diseases from each other, okay? What? That's all it means. You know, you get a little you get a little freaky in the theater. This was a perfect and microcosm the for the thought of Mike versus the thought of me. Just where does my mind go? Oh, crazy, pranky mischievousness. Where does Mike's thought go? Venereal diseases. So they're real- all getting laid and they're all getting paid <laughs> in venereal diseases. <laughs> the ultimate currency. set to film. We saw Elm Street and man, it was death. And everything seemed all right when we left. So here's something I noticed, which is actually kind of interesting. Now, this could just be me reading entirely too deep into it, but it I don't think almost certainly the case. that. No, no, no. No, I don't think this is the case. I think Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff are geniuses because he said, we went to see Elm Street and man, it was deaf. And I'll spoil it. Freddy Krueger appears later on in the song. So this takes place in the real world, the world that you and or I. does it? No, the world that you and I... Is this the dream world or the real world? No, it takes place in the real world that we occupy and that the Nightmare on Elm Street movies exist. Like, they exist, and they exist to Will Smith as well, because he's seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So, I think you're kind of getting Wes Craven's new nightmare with this little bit. Hear me the fuck out, because that's (laughs) exactly... I just watched that a couple days ago. Yes. So, this takes place in the real world. This is a world where Nightmare on Elm Street movies exist, and Freddy Krueger also exists, because Freddy Krueger appears later on in the song. So, this takes place in the same universe as Wes Craven's New Nightmare does where Freddy Krueger is actually a demon that is independent of the films and the films were just a channeling of his evil and this song came out before Wes Craven's New Nightmare it came out six goddamn years before Wes Craven's New Nightmare so I think that Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff actually in creating this universe where both Freddy Krueger the demonic entity exists along with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies in the same universe has actually Influenced Wes Craven to make Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which I would argue is quality-wise the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You you sound Holy like sh- he's right, right right now. You sound like that crazy Doctor Steuben guy that broke that homeless man that broke into your studio last week. No, I, no. The difference is I am making I am making perfect sense right, right now. week before last. Yes. Right? <laughs> But Nick, I uh, I I think you're really onto something here. I never yeah. I never considered that before. But th- so this so uh, the New Nightmare came out what uh, in ninety four ninety four. Oh, dude, you know, he's hearing this. You know, Wes Craven's mind's going. He has six years to write the perfect script. Oh, it makes sense, man. The writing process takes time. I mean, Wes Craven literally could have heard this and been like, huh, that's interesting. They they mentioned that, uh, Wes Craven, rest in peace. They mentioned uh, that, uh, you know, they, they saw Nightmare on Elm Street movies and then Freddy Krueger shows up later. That's weird because he acknowledges that. So what, what, what if they did both exist in the same universe? That is a masterful Wes Craven impression. <laughs> Listen to any interview of Wes Craven. That's exactly what he sounds like. Spot on. Why does Wes Craven sound like a Hanna-Barbera character? Welcome to my nightmare, bitch. <laughs> Exit. Stage bitch. <laughs> and everything seemed all right when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, that began the nightmare. But on my street. See, so yeah, it was on Elm Street at first, but now it's on his street. Oh, well, Smith Street. In my room like an oven My bed soaked with sweat And man, I was bugging I checked the clock It had stopped at 12.30 It had... It's like Mike Russell Trying to get to work on time <laughs> This is Mike Russell Sitting here not moving Yes <laughs> Soaked with sweat And man, I was bugging <laughs> it's, it's, It is kind of hot in here just, I am just, It's October for God's sake I know, it's like 80 degrees in October This is crazy This is craziness I'm drenched I'm, dr- I'm dripping I'm just feel me, feel me, Steve. I'm not feeling feel you. Feel that. I'm not feeling you Look in a fi- in a physical way. I'm not feeling you in a metaphorical like hip hop way. I'm not. I'm Steve, not. Steve, just shut up and feel Mike's armpits. 
but it was so darn hot that I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice or a coat, flipped the TV off, and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, Freddy Krueger loves Letterman. <laughs> he is he is definitely on the Letterman side of the Letterman Leno debate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Freddy Krueger comes from behind comes behind Will Smith and says, "You turn off David Letterman and now you must die." Why? I guess why David Letterman? Well, because you had was you, Freddy Krueger a fan? You had you had Carson who was the staple. He was Mr. Late Night. But then you had Letterman who was experimental. Yes, and uh, and who who pushed the boundaries of what late night comedy could actually mean? So naturally, Freddie, as a man accustomed to pushing the boundaries of space and time, yes, uh, and reality and reality uh, was a fan. I didn't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers, so long, he pissed himself, so he just pissed himself. <laughs> he just broke inside his drawers. That he pissed himself. That's he said, what he, he, just no, said. he said he said broke outside in my drawers. No, he said broke inside my drawers. Are you sure? Listen to this thing. I, th- I think he's saying he ran outside in his drawers. And I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers. The screen so long, cuz. The lyrics I looked up said broke inside my drawers. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now, Steve. I'm hearing broke outside in my drawers. Which, that's, not, that's not to say we wouldn't in this situation break out, break inside our drawers. But I think Will Smith broke outside. I thought he was cleverly stating that he had pissed himself. I shat my out pants and then ran <laughs> out the door. Maybe he just did both. I guess he could have. He could have done Remember, both. Will Smith likes to keep it clean, though. So he would only ever allude to this in the most indirect way possible, which I guess is, would make sense. In your interpretation. I'm going to continue along my train of thought that he just he just wet himself before he left. Yeah, it's like Will Smith pissed that, his pants. That's the crucible. <laughs> and on which this whole song hangs itself upon. All right, moving on. We up the block, I calm down and stop screaming, then thought, oh, I get it, I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with a grin on my grill. I figured since this is a dream, I whoa, might as well get ill. <laughs> Will Smith with a grill, could you imagine? I think he's just, he just means his, 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 fa- his mouth in general. I don't think he has a grill, a literal grill. He just refers to his smile as his grill. Right, I'm just saying. Also, but, Will Smith did not pay attention to the movie he apparently saw because, oh, ah, uh, I must be dreaming a Freddy Krueger dream. Well, that ends well. I'm going to go back to my house. I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> What's interesting, he says right after that, I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill. There's getting ill again. He's going to find he's, that. <laughs> he's going to prank Freddy Krueger. Yes. He's going to pants him. I don't know. if he, you, See, you guys go with this prank route, but Will Smith's dreaming right now. Okay, and in your dreams, you can do anything. Are if you, you getting? If you to, have, are you getting to a point where he's going to give Freddy Krueger venereal disease? Is that what you're well, trying to get at? Well, if Freddy joins in this this so-called dream orgy that Will Smith is clearly going to have, getting ill, then uh, yeah, you're making a lot of leaps to get to dream orgy. <laughs> yeah. A Nightmare on Elm Street Eight, the dream orgy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going off my my previous note with ill, and he's dreaming, and what I would do in my own dream. So this, I'm just I'm just. You're consistent, I'll give you yeah. that. <laughs> but I like the idea of him pranking him. Maybe maybe it could be both. Maybe he pranks him by like getting him a Man, the ultimate thing. prank. <laughs> Fucking a guy to give him a VD. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> God, the simpler this days of American is- practical jokers. <laughs> we fuck a guy <laughs> to give him gonorrhea. <laughs> he never saw it coming. Uh, this week on Jackass. Oh, you know it's Bam. You know Bam's going to do that one. Oh, Gave his whole crew Hep C. I might as well get ill. I walked in the house, the big bad fresh prince. But Freddy killed all that noise real quick. He grabbed me by my neck and said, Here's what we'll do. We got a lot of work here. Me and you. The souls of your friends, you and I will claim. I say right, reference. So, so that's so that's the plot to Freddy's, Freddy's two, two. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's the plot to Nightmare Two. Freddy's Revenge. That's all that was. That was that was the whole plot. Yeah, Freddy Krueger takes over the body of a of a young impressionable teenage boy and uses him to kill people. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Kill for me. Uh, what? 
kill for me. Oh, okay. I thought you said grill for me. <laughs> I, I yelled kiss, that. Kiss the mur- kiss the killer. <laughs> yeah. Smock. Flipping burgers out in a brick grill. I would yell that angrily at my dad every time we were out back. <laughs> grill for me. My dad would be like, Nick, just calm down. Freddy Krueger really lends itself as a character to a lot of interpretations. <laughs> so it makes him so timeless and endearing. That we can imagine him both as a child murderer and, you know, good old dad out by the grill with, uh, you know, pop flipping some burgers. So that's I nice. just meant straight in terms of costuming. You could uh, just, he could, you could just, his costume is so iconic. It could, you could turn it into it. There's beachwear Freddy. There's grilling Freddy. There's... There's casual Freddy. There's uh, bar mitzvah Freddy. There's, oh, God. Oh, bar mitzvah. Imagine Freddy Krueger, you know, at your bris. <laughs> <laughs> Snip, snip, bitch. <laughs> it's just the tip. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, 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 Freddy Juger. Oh, God. Freddy Freddy why did you? We were having a good time until you ruined it, Nick. <laughs> we were having a good, clean time. <laughs> Until oh you until you made it bad. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> 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 this is too good. Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. That's the only issue Will Smith has with Freddy Krueger. I'm partnered with nobody with nails that long. Yeah, dude. Because you know what? How can you how can you be a partner with anybody with nails longer than like three inches? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, these. I don't. That's your cut off three inch nails. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a shallow man. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny somebody because they got long, like three inch nails. But four inch. Let's. I refuse to rap with Howard Hughes. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. This team won't work. The girls won't be on you. Bridget's face is all burned. I pat him on the shoulder, said thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, Take care, guy. He got mad. I can totally picture in my head Will Smith patting him on the shoulder. I like that whole bit. I am picturing pretty much in my head young Will Smith. Yeah, just yeah. like patting him reassuringly on the arm. I can just, based on what I remember from uh, his early days on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, just like his still it's like getting his acting chops together, I'm imagining this video in my head. <laughs> Yeah, just like a dark cut version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh my! I would love to see an episode where he's trying to get Freddy Krueger a date. Like, yo, man, your face is all burnt. We gotta do something about that, man. I just don't think she's into me. Come on, man, you could be the man of her dreams. Yeah. I'm from Bel Air. She's from Oakland. It won't work. <laughs> yeah, Freddy, it's the class difference. That's it. it a dream, man. This guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how has been an awful mistake here. Oh, his alarm went off. It's probably where the song ends. As we know from every Nightmare on Elm Street, once that happens, there's no other way for this to end. Once you're awake, surely you're back in the real world. Surely. <laughs> I mean, where else could you be? Silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway. Until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. It's a dream within a dream! Oh my god, have you ever had one of those? Yes. A dream within a dream? Yes. Those. Those? Oh man, I had this. I had this one. I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget. I'll never forget this dream. So, um, I'm like, I'm like sleeping, and some crazy stuffs happening. Like, uh, I'm like running through my backyard, getting chased by these like, uh, like these like the the knights of the apocalypse, right? Like you do. And uh, and I run into my 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 girlfriend, not ex girlfriend at the time. No, not no, my my ex my ex girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> we got you. Time, you know what I mean, All right? So. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming, yo. And she turns into a demon, right? And I hear my alarm go off. And I'm like, I got to get up. 
And she, it was like, um, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, wait, refresh. I wake up when the Knights of the Apocalypse are chasing me. I wake up, I'm like, oh, my God. And then I go see my girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden, she turns into a demon, right? I hear the alarm go off. I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. And then she, like, grabs me by the neck and is like, you'll never wake up. And I, I couldn't breathe, man. And I could hear the alarm and I could feel my eyelids trying to open it. I couldn't do it. It was just, it was, and it was nuts. Shit. But then I woke up. How far into your relationship, if you don't mind me asking, was the stream? Please do not psychoanalyze his dreamscape, Nick. We do not have time for that. Uh, that's some interesting stuff. Maybe after the show. We'll Lady on the streets, up. demon in the sheets. <laughs> so the song ends with like a spoken word phone call between uh, Will Smith and uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff with Will trying to tell him not to fall asleep. And G- DJ Jazzy Jeff is like, nah, man, you're crazy. And then what happens at the very end? <laughs> Freddie is Will Smith's DJ now. That that would that would make that, that would make the episodes of Will uh, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air so much weirder now. If you just every time, could you imagine Uncle Phil throwing Freddy Krueger through the door? <laughs> Let me tell you, Hillary, you're looking really great today, bitch. Uncle Phil's hand comes on his falls on his shoulder. Cut to that angle. Oh no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God, this show's weird. <laughs> oh, I want to see that now. Now, here's the other fascinating in the sense of, like, lost to history aspect of this song. They shot a music video for the song, A Nightmare on My Street. But the music video came out. It aired on MTV a few times. And then the whole issue with New Line Cinema came up claiming copyright infringement. So... The quote taken was, uh, the suit was ultimately settled out of court and all copies of the music video were destroyed. And to this day, it does not exist anywhere. You can't find it online. You cannot find it anywhere. Wait, I'm sorry. They made a music video for Nightmare on My Street. And then because of all the legal issues, they had to destroy every copy of it. And no copy has emerged from then. Literally, wow. unless somebody was, like, recording MTV, like, on a VHS tape, and still had a copy of it, like, it's lost to time. Holy shit. You think of all the videos we have access to. We can see the Kennedy assassination. We can see the moon landing. We can see all these incredible moments, like, watershed moments in history. But the one thing we are not privy to see is the music video for A Nightmare on My Street because of a legal spat with New Line Cinema. But, like, I tried. I spent a lot of time just trying to find even, like, a clip of it. Just a little nothing. I'm intrigued by how much this hurts you. (laughs) Like, I'm sitting here. I've got nothing funny to say about that little factoid. It's just you are so animated right now you you are furious that there is something I'm out not there you furious it's more like we live we we live in the world now like I I think we will all be able to date ourselves at some point later on when we say we can remember a time like before once the I complete my cloning procedures I can <laughs> so stupid I loved it uh, no we we can say that we remember a time like kind of without the internet like I remember not being able to you know, going to a library to learn things. Like, we live in an age now where we have instant gratification where if we want to see, oh, I want to see a commercial for something that came out 20 years ago, we can just YouTube it and find it. If we're trying to find the name of an actor that's an integral part to a bit we're trying to do and then take 15 yes. minutes trying to reach for that name in our brain and then give up and look for it online, and by that point, the moment has passed. Very specific scenarios like that. Yeah, that's so super specific, Steve. And the fact that the one thing that we can't get our instant gratification on and just immediately find is a stupid music video that Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff did, what, 20 years ago? More than that? Holy sh- almost 30 years ago. Uh, That's the one thing we can't find. That's the one thing that does not exist (laughs) anywhere. Now, the other thing we would be remiss if we did not mention is uh, the other... Freddy Krueger rap song that came out in 1988 uh, that the Fat Boys did, which was a rap group, which seems to be a dying breed. You don't see, like, rap groups really anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just just noticed that. The whole thing has become so ego-driven. It is. Yes. You you can't can't, share the the spotlight. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. You can't share the spotlight now in a group. 
the song that the Fat Boys did, uh, Are You Ready for Freddy, uh, was officially licensed and did get a music video and is well known in history for being the one time where Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger uh, raps. See how easy it is? See, my name is Freddy and I'm here to say I'll wrap you up and take you away. Feel like you're tired and ready for bed. Don't fall asleep or you'll wake up dead. <laughs> So, Freaking vastly superior rap song. Vastly uh, superior. Is that sarcasm? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they, they both have their charms. But this one did not get into the, any of the legal trouble. And like I said, also was not as well known. Will Smith's and DJ's Jazzy Jeff's version became way more popular. I first heard this version. Well, why are we making fun of that instead of the stupid, unpopular one? <laughs> the stupid, unpopular one? <laughs> I thought one. that was the whole point of this podcast. God, yo, but the, I don't know. Like, Will Smith doing a rap on a movie wasn't even in? Like, I that wasn't even It's a funny. Movie. You're, I like your incredulity. I mean, like, Will Smith doing a rap? Am I right? What sort of crazy mixed-up world is this, guys? I love how, how, at the time, Will Smith had to be worried about New Line Cinema suing him and now he could I, New Line Cinema has already been bought but he probably could just buy New Line Cinema now well yeah and dude you know what you know what? Like, no he couldn't they got Lord of the Rings money man well they do now well how about when Freddy Krueger stole Will Smith's like you know <gasps> backdrop and shit oh wait yeah I don't know what you're talking about but, oh yeah but it, I'm gonna take my headphones off and walk out of the room right now <laughs> why <laughs> no yeah Mike you were mentioning this earlier how how there was a kind of like the inverse of that that happened that yeah, that, yeah. that you stumbled upon that song that I did you know I, I actually you know I had a, like a, a bad dream woke up and I just uh you know I just found this track on my computer and I was like holy shiz man like they he got him back they got him back well no, so yeah Mike could you please explain because I I in all my research, and I researched very thoroughly, I didn't see any information about this song. Who was that you the found. third guy in the song? The third guy in what song? Who was the third guy they mentioned in that song? Oh, uh, Robbie? Ready? Mr. I did a bunch of research on this? Uh, something rock. <laughs> I, it, I rest my case. Rock. Ready rock. Ready rock. Ready. You know who wasn't ready rock? Nick. <laughs> I'm always ready to rock. It's time for Freddy to rock. Rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Setting up this bit is agonizing. But Mike, you uh, you you found this song. I found this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapped uh, by Freddy Krueger. Wrapped by Freddy Krueger stealing uh, Will Smith's uh, backdrop. Which I oh yeah. Was... Well, I I guess it only seems fair. Like you know the inverse of what Will Smith you know did to Freddy. Completely fair. Completely yeah. fair. So do you have the song loaded up? Oh uh, yeah, I gotta load it up right here. Yeah. All yeah. right, sure. Hang on, hang on. Oh yeah. Now here's the scary story about how I haunt the dreams of kids in this town. So just fall asleep a minute and I'll be right there. I'm the sweater-wearing demon of Elm Street's Nightmare. I'm the Springwood Slasher, burned and praise. And the boiler room is where I took all my prey. Villain out, killed kids in grade school. Ain't got it with a mistrial, the cops broke the rules. But a bunch of parents.
Yeah, it was weird how he threw that last Steve's a bitch uh, line. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's crazy. I wonder, I, we, I wonder what that was in reference to. There must have been some Steve in his life that is just, I don't know. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry I went to the bathroom. Is that, what did I miss from the last couple of minutes? <laughs> ah, no, there's just, just this, this, this uh, cool song. Oh, oh, I'll play it back for you later. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll like it. I certainly hope it ends on a high note that doesn't <laughs> insult me. Oh, no, high, highest, highest note. <laughs> But that's about it for a nightmare on my street. I would encourage you. Uh, I, was, I would encourage you, the beautiful listener, to hunt beautiful, th- gorgeous, sexy listeners. Yes, oh, yes, every last yes. All of our one listeners of are the sexiest listeners. Uh, I would encourage you to tr- try to try to find that lost, lost music video to Nightmare on My Street, and then also watch the uh, Fat Boys version. Are you ready for Freddy? Because seeing rapping. Freddy Krueger is, is pretty fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can. Uh, follow us on facebook we also have twitter please uh review us on itunes and subscribe if you like what you've been hearing so far uh you can find me on twitter just at nick brigadier and also at nickbrigadier.com uh mr mike russell uh yeah you can find me at mr mike russell.com and you can send us emails and uh suggestions uh you can send us your favorite freddy krueger one-liners either uh real or that you made up yourself make sure they end in bitch yeah uh, always must end in bitch yes bitch is to Freddy Krueger what periods are to everyone else. Yeah. You you yeah. have to end a sentence with them. And uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening in, Mr. Trollinger. You can uh, find me on Twitter at your man Trollo. Um, you can uh, find me uh, eventually at uh, stephentrollinger.com. You can actually look at it right now if you want, but all that will come up is a 404 page. But there will be something there once I hit the publish button. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a pitch. Yeah. Are you, are you enticed yet, folks? <laughs> Can you hold on to just one more day? I love that song. Um, <laughs> we're never going to do that song because it's perfect. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can uh, see me, uh, if you'd like, uh, in uh, the month of November. Uh, I'm in a production of, a, of an original play called In Love with the Arrow Collar Man. It is at uh, Theater 80 in St. Mark's. So please, by all means, look uh, look that up for showtimes and whatnot. Uh, it is a, it is not a huge theater, so tickets will probably sell out quickly. Uh, so if you so want to buy them come, now, if you want to come, I don't know if they're on sale yet, but if you want to come on down or check online to see if it'd be interesting to you, you can come see me pretend to be other people uh, live and in person. I know I'm gonna be there because the troll got a roll. Burr, 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 burr. I'm gonna say it every week. <laughs> You're gonna get the same reaction every week. I know. Uh, Steve is hugging Mike right now. He appreciates it so much. And he's petting my hair softly, and it's, it's Aww, nice. This is really sweet to see. Well, thank you so much for listening. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cut this beautiful hug that I'm seeing in front of me short. But we do have to end it. Uh, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm gonna make Mike Russell my bitch. And we will see you next week. Take care.